You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Vince Quinn here with you on 94 WIP. We'll be getting into a lot of stuff, really, with the Phillies and just how much of a abject disaster they've been. And here's the thing, as bad as it's been with the Phillies, I always take comfort in the fact that the Mets exist. And and I know this is tough for my guest, Jake Brown, who's from the fan in Sirius XM. But, Jake, you've been following the Mets, and what is the condition of the New York Mets right now? Well, thanks for having me. You know, it's troubling times. I, I do not see a therapist, but uh, this will essentially, you will be my therapy, a free, <laughs> free little 15-minute segment of therapy here right now. Uh, because this is an absolute debacle that already worked before today, and now that you're everything that transpired after today's game, you're wondering what the heck is going on from ownership uh, down to the manager and, and the clubhouse right now. All right, so, yeah, there was a crazy incident today that happened in the locker room. So take me through that. What exactly happened? So basically, Tim Healy, and, you know, I know some people who are friends with Healy who know him and uh, have, uh, and I've, I've, you know, did a little research myself on uh, what's kind of happened here, and I've heard he's the nicest guy, and I don't see anything like this happening. Apparently, all he said to Mickey was, see you tomorrow, which is normal. See you tomorrow. I mean, maybe Mickey was worried that his job's in trouble and he's frustrated or the, the questions about the bullpen is frustrated. And he essentially started dropping mother effers and stuff. This is in satellite radio, so I'm not going to say it. But basically, <laughs> yes. um, Mickey didn't like the comment, said, don't be a smart-ass mother effer. And then later says, get the mother effer out of here and we don't need that to guess. Uh, and then in comes, in comes uh, Mr. Jason Vargas, of all people, to get involved. And he said, I'll knock you the F out, bro. And then it's an all-out near brawl that ensues. Uh, apparently it was broken up by Gomez and Syndergaard, but I mean, all coming after this reporter, I've heard is one of the nicest guys, you know, I follow him on Twitter. We, we've tweeted back and forth before. Um, seems like a great guy. Doesn't seem like this is something where he, he said something disrespectful to Mickey. I think Mickey just popped a fuse and it's kind of like the cap on what has been a job that doesn't mean to be there. Mickey Cowley should have been fired. You know about getting swept by the Marlins. You guys just had it done to you this weekend. It is a miserable feeling. It's a feeling that makes you say, fire this damn guy. He stinks. Get him out of town. It happened to the Mets a month ago in May, and it sent them five games under 500. They lost a game today that you could blame on Mickey Callaway for bullpen issues that sent them four games under 500. One month later, the Mets have picked up one game since that five games under. They're four games under, and you know about this, Vince. I mean, the division is not great to the point where you shouldn't be out of a race in June. I mean, you guys have lost seven straight and are still in second place. That shows you that the NL East is wide open, which makes this whole Mets situation, a whole Mickey situation, that more infuriating. Yeah, so if it's if it's at the point where he's threatening a beat reporter, I mean that's that's really bad. And so here, and let me give you a little bit of what's been going going on with uh, with Gabe Kapler, and this is in the last day as well. So Gabe Kapler, he's been getting pressure because you know, frankly, the team has sucked. He's had times where guys haven't hustled and he hasn't benched them. And they now just get swept by the Marlins after getting swept by the Nationals. So everything's as miserable as it can be. And they get to Gabe Kapler and they say, Gabe, uh, what do you think about? firing somebody on your staff. And Gabe Kapler, horribly opposed to the idea. His suggestion of fixing the problem 
is he's going to bring in a pitching machine. Like that, That's literally his answer to this team just getting demolished right now and having one of the worst offenses in baseball. Now, here's the thing, and I, I'm glad you're on for this because Mickey Callaway, as much as things are bad for him right now, he did fire somebody on his staff, right? He made an adjustment. Well, he didn't do it. It was it was management, and, and I've heard that the Wilpons, the Jeff Wilpon loves Mickey, and that's why it's making this difficult. The Wilpons are another show for another story, another day. We know that the Mets' ownership is an embarrassment, but that's not something you can really change. Everyone's like, oh, it starts with the owners. Stop blaming the managers and the players. Blame GM and blame the owners. That's a tougher decision to make. Brody's not getting fired six months into a GM job. That's a different kind of search for a guy. The Mets have it much easier with Mickey Cowley. You fire him, you replace him with Jim Riggleman. It's been the story of the Mets the last 15, 20 years. No one gets held accountable for their actions. Terry Collins is here way further than he should have been. Uh, Willie Randolph kind of wrongfully got fired. And since Willie's been gone, it's just been the Mets holding nobody accountable. And it's the same situation here where they, they said, well, let's go to the bullpen and pitching coach and make an irrelevant firing. Instead of firing the guy who has completely botched games, I wrote about it. I, I can't write about it enough for the fan because it's just getting annoying, but I might have to write again tomorrow because this is the last straw that you got to fire him. I don't think you fired Gabe Kapler yet. I think this is just a tough losing streak. I think the Phillies have had a ton of injuries, and you know what? They're still over 500. The Mets are four games under with a team that is far better than that. You say what you want about their bullpen. The lineup is solid. you got Pete Alonso, and you have a strong starting pitching staff. Uh, someone's got to be held accountable, and when your manager has cost you already 10 games this season – it's it's time to go. This is the last straw. Well, here's the thing: is it's felt like it's the last straw for for enough Phillies fans too. I'm not there yet, and I'm with you. It's not time to fire Kapler yet. But if I'm on the side of the Mets and I'm looking at Mickey Callaway and I'm seeing what kind of mess the Mets are, and I'm also looking at the Phillies, I'm almost excited for the Phillies. Like, are you looking at the Phillies and thinking this is actually a chance to to turn things around? Is this a good opportunity for the Mets? Listen, the, the Phillies are only a game and a half out of the wild card, and that wild card has opened it up to even the Mets who are four out. And the problem is, listen, the Phillies are going to go get someone. We know that. I don't, I don't know that about the Mets. I don't know the Mets are in a position where they're going to make a deal. I think the Phillies are going to get a reliever in some way, whether they go out and get Brad Hand, which would be a great move, whether they go take Melanson's contract, too early to really say who's on the market and who's available, whether they go get a minor, whoever they get. The Phillies are getting someone. They're in a position where they will be buyers, and they will make a deal that will help their pitching staff. And you hope that Harper comes around and these guys hit because they have the lineups, and when they're all together, the team's going on streaks, and they're just in a rough little streak right now. But you're a game and a half. That's pretty much a, an incredible sign for your team when you are on a seven-game losing streak, still over 500, and still only a game and a half out. That's a great sign. So that just means you guys got to get it back together and uh, get things right. The Mets, it's just been the consistent win two, lose three, win one, lose two, win three, lose seven. I mean, it's just this consistent losing on top of losing where they have not gotten over that 500 mark since April. I mean, this team's been consistently under 500, and it's been embarrassing. It's the same old story, and everyone wants to tell me whenever I say, oh, fire Mickey, oh, blame the GM, he hasn't put the right guys together, look who's pitching, I get it. I'm sick of it. It's enough. He's never been here. He never has. He'll get another job. And Mike Puma said this, uh, Mets beat writer. He said maybe Mickey is, blew up today on purpose, which is something to think about. Because guess what? Managers still get paid the rest of their contract. If he doesn't quit, if he gets fired, he could go to the Bahamas from now until next March 
and he's getting paid this year and next year. Think about what a life that is. And not only that, but he will get paid this year, he will get paid next year, and he'll even get another job immediately next year, whether it's a pitching coach or coach in some way. He'll get another job. When you're a manager in New York, you're guaranteed another job right after that pretty much. So he'll get something else. I'm not worried about his job security. But there's a certain point it hits the last straw. And why I'm ranting about it is because I keep repeating the same thing, and the Mets still don't change anything. So let's just hope that we wake up tomorrow and he's no longer there and we have a Mets-Philly series with uh, Jim Riggleman going against Gabe Kapler on the hot seat. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe we will, and we'll see what happens with that. We're talking with Jake Brown of, of The Fan up in New York and also Sirius XM. And, uh, Jake, here's the thing i got to ask you, though, because for Phillies fans, we feel about as bad as you can feel. I mean, you do get swept by the Nationals. You do get swept by the Marlins, who came into the series with 26 wins, 26 wins on the season, and the Phillies get swept. So now the expectation is, with this team being as rudderless as they are and Gabe Kapler deciding that a pitching machine is going to fix all their problems, well, we're looking at this and saying, you know what, they could very well lose this series to the Mets as bad and struggling as the Mets are. And so, I mean, as a Phillies fan, how am I supposed to feel about this series if the Phillies lose to the Mets? I mean, I, I should say you should feel pretty terrible <laughs> because, I mean, this has just been a joke. Listen, I think, I actually think in the Mets fire, Mickey, it will be a spark and maybe you guys are in trouble. If they do the right thing and really do it tonight, even though if they do it, it'll be tomorrow. Um, I think that would be the spark that's needed. But, you know, it's going to be a split. I mean, you guys aren't losing the series to the Mets because the Mets are a joke right now, and every time they have a lead going into the seventh and eighth inning, uh, Mets fans go in cardiac arrest because you don't know who's coming in. It's Nagashaki, I mean, essentially a, a name of a beer in the seventh inning. you got Brooks Pounders, who is a porn star in the eighth inning, and then you have Edwin Diaz, and you hold on for your life in the ninth inning. So you guys aren't losing this series, and if you do, yes, you should be a little bad, but again, a game and a half out. Uh, that wild card is wide open. No one's running away with it. I mean, the first two wild card teams are six games over and four games over. So you can essentially be an 88 win team this year, you know, 10 games over or, or six games over, whatever it may be. And you're a playoff team. You can win 84 and be right there in the race. 84 and 78 might win the wild card this year. So I don't think either of these teams are out of it. I think both need a shakeup. The Mets need a managerial shakeup. I think you guys need to acquire a reliever, and I think Cowboys are going to get to the rest of the year. To be honest, I can't imagine Mickey pass another week. I think his seat is hotter, and Mickey wasn't Brody's guy. Brody came in here, and he—I think he wanted to hire a new manager. And the Wilpons said no. The Wilpons love Mickey. I don't know, you know, the guys get listen. I appreciate anyone with a great beard. The guy's got a great beard. He's a handsome man. Uh, he's a good-looking dude, and I think he, he's, he's playing with fool's gold right now. I think they just love him, and Jeff loves him, and thinks he's this handsome guy who will talk to the media well. This was a display of unprofessionalism. Going against a nice – listen, this reporter wasn't Frank Isola. This, this guy wasn't a tool that, no, that, that a lot of reporters don't like. This was a good person and a young reporter in Tim Healy who's a younger guy, he's newer on the scene, I've only heard good things, and he seems like a nice dude, and it, it just wasn't professional. And it's, it's kind of the fumes have just boiled up to the point of he doesn't know where to go from here. So we'll see. You know, I think Kapler survives, though, for you guys. But, I, I, again, Mickey is, is still here past the All-Star break. It's the dog days of summer might include a Tim Tebow hitting 087. 
<laughs> and and selfishly, that's exactly what I want, Jake. <laughs> Thanks for so much for coming on the show, man. That's Jake Brown. You can find him at Jake Brown Radio, and he joins us on the Swartz Culleton guest line. Injured at work, get justice at one eight hundred Justice. Jake, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Great to talk to you. Hey, good talking to you, Vince, and uh, good luck to the Phillies this week. We'll see if the uh, better team wins. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.